Hercules, 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 Hercules. We have to go back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky, and I am here with special guest, Lanisha. Hi. <laughs> now, Lanisha, if you don't know, is solely responsible uh, for making sure that this podcast gets heard by all of you wonderful listeners. Uh, she posts about the podcast on uh, the NerdSync account and does such an amazing job at helping spreading this podcast. So thank you so much. For all the awesome stuff that you do uh and getting this podcast heard no problem i'm happy to do it plus you guys are talking about movie stuff and i'm a movie nerd so it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh and today we will be reviewing uh the hit animated 1998 disney movie hercules lanisha actually mentioned um, and got me aware that disney will be starting their own streaming service can you give us a little bit of background into that yeah, it turned out, I think it was now last week or probably a couple of days ago that we found out that Disney announced that they were going to do their streaming service. We'd known for a while they're going to do it. However, we did not know what this was going to mean for like Netflix and Hulu as far as things being online right now that are currently available. So they've already started removing things from Netflix. And eventually, they're going to start moving their movies from Hulu, too. So basically, Disney's coming and they're grabbing all their movies and all their content. And it's going to be all housed on a subscription plan, too. No one knows how much it's going to cost, but that's pretty much the gist of it. I mean, I don't know if I have the budget for another one in mine, but if Gargoyles are on there and DuckTales, like the old ones, then maybe. Yeah, like, uh, I was talking to one of my friends, I'm like, listen, if they bring back all of the old, like, cartoon shows, like, if they bring back Hercules, the animated series, if they bring back the Aladdin animated series, and if they bring back uh, Darkwing Duck, like, they might be getting, I might have to drop another subscription service to make room for that. Just for, just for, like, all the good 90s and early 2000 cartoons, it would be worth it, but yeah, so that's. That made me spark it. Like I was kind of like I put it on Twitter and I was just like, "Well, Disney's coming and grabbing everything. Who wants to live tweet Hercules?" And I tagged you first because I know we've talked about like Hercules and other Disney classic movies, and then it just kind of spiraled to other people that I knew who are interested in like those kind of movies. And then we have a live tweet, and that was so much fun. So uh, we we a group of us watched Hercules and live tweeted it, and it was amazing. And so like. I want to say, like, right before we started it, I was like, you know what? We should record the podcast together. And I was like, it was like, oh, yeah, this, of course, makes sense. I was just trying to have an excuse to live tweet Hercules with some nerds. And I was just like, and then I connected with somebody. I'll have to pull up her stuff. But I know the hashtag is nerds for tunes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is something they do regularly. So I'm like, what? I found a whole new group of people to do this with. And they're doing Big Hero 6 soon? Yeah. Yeah, Carolyn H. She's Carrie CNH12 on Twitter. And uh, we retweeted a lot of her uh, fun facts about uh, the movie Hercules. Uh, a lot of it having to do with um, the muses, which we will definitely get into very soon. Uh, but before we get uh, too much into like our experience of the movie, let's give you guys a little bit of backstory and dive into some of the history. Uh, so, interestingly enough, Hercules 
was a movie that kind of came about due to two different factors. It came out in 1997. I said 98 before because I'm wrong. Um, But it did come out in 1997. And there was some backlash from Disney from 95 to 96 because the movies that they released were Pocahontas and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And the major criticism was that the movies were a little too dark and too serious. And so Disney was looking to do a movie that was a little bit lighter. Um, as light as Hercules can be, or as light as Greek mythology can be, really. Um, and plus, the, um, the directors, uh, Ron Clemens uh, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, they had been wanting to do the movie Treasure Planet um, for years. And they pitched that movie in 19... 19- in 1985, during the meeting where um, John Musker also pitched The Little Mermaid. And so after Little Mermaid did so well, and after Aladdin did so well, they are like, hey, can we finally make Treasure Planet? And they're like, well, maybe if you make us one more movie that is just impossibly amazing, then you can make Treasure Planet. Uh, and so Hercules came about, and uh, it was released in like I said, 1997, and it didn't do as well as they were hoping in the box office, surprisingly. Um, and, like, and that's relative. Like, it made $252 million in the box office, but it didn't do, like, leaps and bounds over what they were expecting it to do. So it was kind of like a sleeper hit for um, its initial release, but... Then you had the Hercules animated series and just so many different um, kind of spinoff materials that people re- that really made it like beloved by so many people. I know I watched it a lot when I worked at the YMCA and anytime it was time to watch a movie on VHS, like nine times out of ten, it was Hercules. You can't go wrong with it. It's a great like the art is awesome. Everything about it's great and. I'm a Greek mythology, I'm a history nerd too, so Hercules got me interested in Greek mythology, so it's kind of funny that they went, they wanted something lighter and they chose Hercules. Right. Like, okay, this is, this is lighter, all right. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, yeah, this can be lighter. Uh, The antagonist is Hades, but lighter, you know. (laughs) Like, oh, we'll just. We'll leave out everything from the Greek mythology story. But yeah, no, it's great. I think the biggest thing that I never realized was that James Woods was Hades. Like, you know how sometimes you watch, uh, like, certain cartoons and you're like, oh, that's just the character. Like, it doesn't matter who the voice is behind it. Like, for me, like, even though I know that uh, Tom Hanks is Woody, like, that's just Woody. Like, Tom Hanks is almost not even in my brain, but, like, Hades is just Hades. Um, And James Woods, like, after I found out, I was like, that's James Woods? I'm like, no, that's just, that's Hades. That's just how Hades sounds. Uh, But it was so cool to see that he was the voice. And he reprised the role in pretty much any incarnation from the TV series to Kingdom Hearts. He loved playing the role of Hades. Uh, and it was one of his favorite roles. He actually, and I learned this um, via the watch party from uh, Carolyn, the movie was about to go over budget, and James Woods offered to refund his salary just to finish the film. And Disney s- decided against it, and they finished the film anyway, but like that's how much he loved the project and was willing to be a team player, and I thought that was really, really cool. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. Um, some other people who were considered for the role um, were Jack Nicholson, uh, William Dafoe, David Bowie, uh, and John Lithgow. And he was originally cast and recorded all the dialogue, but he was replaced by James Woods at the at the end. Oh. Right? I wonder if it's somewhere on the internet. Uh, internet, if, if you're out there. Help us. Please? It'd be nice. <laughs> that would be so great. But yeah, I could definitely see Jack Nicholson doing it and having fun with it. But like, I didn't know that about the other guy. That's interesting, though. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, they actually asked them. Because like when Danny DeVito was brought on the, to the project, he said, Oh, ask Jack Nicholson. And he wanted 10 to $15 million plus 50% cut of all proceeds from Hades merchandise Disney gave him an offer that was not that and Jack Nicholson said no thanks yeah he came in hot <laughs> pun intended yep yep came in real hot yeah Jack yeah but hey that gave James Woods the role so it's all good yep and I have a few more f- fun facts about the movie, uh, the muses were originally going to be portrayed by the Spice Girls, but due to scheduling conflicts, they couldn't make it happen. Could totally see Disney being on board with that, though, just because like the Spice Girls were everywhere. Just yes. and imagine the album they would have put out for the movie oh. alone. <laughs> but you know what? For me, the muses are perfect. They are like the most perfect characters for me. I love them so much. They're so great. Someone mentioned on uh, the live tweet that, like, I want the muses to be in every movie. I'm like, that would so work. Yes. If they were to, if Disney, because I know how Disney's doing all their reboots. If they want to do, like, a reboot, a reboot reboot with an animated cinematic universe and everything is just narrated by the muses and that's, like, how it gets weaved in i have zero problem with that i'm really okay with the muses popping in and breaking the fourth wall for everything moving forward and i mean i think there's a rumor about hercules going to broadway Ooh, really yeah don't quote me on this but i feel like there's a rumor about it going to broadway which then a lot of people started thinking i'm like get lin-manuel miranda on this right now and then get like People who do theater but are like professional singers to do it. And I'm just like, the budget alone for my muses, I'm going to need a big chunk. But Disney has money, so they'll be fine. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. So when Phil says two words, I'm retired, or I am retired, um, in Greek, I am retired translates to imai syntaxios. And I said that completely wrong. But that is two words. And I thought that was great. <laughs> Oh, God, I did love that about that. And I didn't catch on to any of that stuff. Like, obviously, I think, what was it, 1997? Six-year-old me would not have caught on to that. But, like, <laughs> I do appreciate that. Like, when I got older, I was just like, wait. So everything Phil was saying, like, when he was, he it wasn't that Phil couldn't count. It was that he was thinking about Greek. And he just didn't, and he said it in English. I'm like, yes. what? This is so good. I'm just like, that's like double, that's like, almost triple the funny like that's just amazing it's just like the little nuggets they left in there for us i'm like you guys just kept thinking about when these kids grow up and they get older they're gonna figure it out and they're gonna laugh (laughs) so um an interesting thing because i know oedipus shows up throughout uh the movie um hercules birth and adoption story 
is so it's actually way closer to Oedipus's story, who was abandoned on the mountainside, um, and baby Oedipus is found by a local farmer. Uh, who then, this is where switch, he gives the baby to his master and then is raised by um, him and his wife, um, who have been unable to conceive. But then that's why we get the whole um, not Superman, Superman origin story of just like, oh, this baby from the skies is going to be our child now. Oh, he's super strong and awkward in high school. Oh, we're going to talk about that more. And then, uh, lastly, the version of Hercules for Latin America the voice of Hercules is played by Ricky Martin. What? Yeah, Ricky Martin was Hercules. Oh my gosh. And it's funny enough because one of the people that joined in on Twitter, one of my friends, her name is Trish on Twitter, and she was just like, this is my first time watching the movie in English because um, she's from Lima, Peru. So mm. I'm like, I wonder if she's seen, the, so then she's probably heard the movie and the voice of Ricky Martin. And I'm just like, what? This is just like blowing my mind. Oh yeah. I wonder if you can like get a version where that's also available. Internet, you got some homework to do. Please bring this to our attention. We are at flashback flicks, please. And thank you. I mean, my fun facts are more like Greek related. Like if we wanted to talk about the Hercules story, like from Greek mythology, so, for those who don't know, just like a brief summary. So, Hercules is not Hera's son. Um, it's well known that Zeus had many, many affairs. Um, so, I don't know names. I'm just going to summarize because I will not mispronounce Greek names. Um, <laughs> basically, Zeus has an affair. Hercules is born. Hera's not happy. So, Hercules has all these trials and things. And kind of throughout the movie, they kind of hint at different things. Like, there's the part where Herc is posing and getting that painting done on the pot. And then he's like listing off the labors and he's like, oh, a king needs help with the stables. I'm like, ah, the labors of Hercules. He's like listing off all the things Herc is going to do. So like there's also little things. So like Meg in the story, like in the Greek mythology, is actually a princess um, of Thebes. She's the youngest princess of Thebes. And she was betrothed to Hercules because he defended Thebes. So they got married. They had two kids and it was lovely. However, Hera is jealous and petty, and she, how should I put this nicely? Basically, she tricked Hercules into slaughtering his family. Yikes. Yeah. Um, happy, I mean, it does have a happy ending. He did a whole bunch of other labors, and then he met somebody else. But, yeah, you can cut that part out. <laughs> that's not a fun fact. That's just like, oh. Well, no, that, I mean, because, like, that's what, I mean, we mentioned that before, but, like, how Disney wanted to make a lighter movie. And someone said, do I have the source material for you? And they're famous for taking, like, a darker story, Hunchback of Notre Dame, like, like you said, and then Pocahontas, and then Hercules. I'm like, all right, no, this is real dark, but they found a way to make it light. Yeah, their inspiration actually was kind of going into because they wanted to make like a superhero film. Yeah. Um, but also kind of talked into like uh, the idea of celebrity and like celebrity endorsements, which is a interesting Venn diagram to wanting to go into a Hercules story. Um, but yeah, that's what they were kind of going into. So I think that that worked well for this movie. And it definitely, for me, like when I first saw it, like as a kid, it made me think of Michael Jordan. Absolutely. 
like that he has sandals that look like something Nike would make, and then like it looks like Gatorade. Like they're definitely calling out to like, okay, if he was a celebrity during this time, this is exactly how this would go. I don't know if you remember this, uh, or if you still have this piece of memorabilia. Uh, my parents keep everything from all of our childhood, including. Uh, a little Hercules cup that was from McDonald's and it was like shaped like the Herc Gatorade type thing and it's one of my favorite cups. My mom collected the plates. Yeah, no way. I don't know where they are now, but she definitely got all of the plates. That's awesome. It was nice. When was the last time that you actually saw Hercules like besides our current viewing of it? Probably two weeks before. I'm <laughs> I've seen the movie so many times. I think the last time I really can think about it, I showed it to uh, my little cousins because, you know, everything to them is new. So mm-hmm. they're just like, this is a new movie. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's new. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And so is there anything, I know you've watched it more recently than I have. Was, was there anything that you noticed this time around that you didn't notice before? I mean, definitely, I think someone pointed out, it was a scar throw rug, and I was just like, scar throw rug, and then I like, I looked at the base of Mountain Lip Bliss, I'm like, notice how it kind of looks like, you know, Pride Rock a little bit. <laughs> I know it looks nothing like Pride Rock, but like, if you look at the bottom, it, like, just the design and like, the way they do the colors, it's very similar, like, it's very regal, so then I was just like, why else would they have scars rug or something else and i mean greece and africa aren't that far away so i'm just like pulling things together and reaching yeah. out so but no i mean this time around, i didn't really notice that much um around but what about you oh man for me so much like i think the uh the major thing i noticed were just all the jokes just like there's just so many jokes to be had in this movie and you, I just like, this is too much. This is too good. Like, I didn't realize how funny it was. I did remember one. Um, so when Herc is rescuing Meg the first time, he, it's the, not a centaur. Wait, it is a centaur. Yeah. Yeah. So he, the centaur, he's like, excuse me. And he like checks, like he like peeks his head down and looks. And I was just like, wait. And then he said, sir. And then like, <gasps> <laughs> Yes. I, I'm like, it took me this long to notice that. Like, yeah. Her- Hercules checked to see if he was a dude. I was just like, <laughs> oh, so many years I've seen that. I never noticed it. So, yeah, that was it. Oh, man. Yeah, they just have, like, so many just, like, adult jokes. That I was just like, I didn't get as a kid. So, the jokes, for sure. But then, um, how similar this movie is to the Superman movie. Not not only the Superman movie, but more specifically, Superman 2, which is, the premise is this. Superman's dad... Jor-El. Jor- Thank you, Jor-El. So Jor-El imprisons Zod in the Phantom Zone, and he throws him away, and then they get released, ultimately to seek revenge... On the son of the one who put them away. And then he ends up having to give up his powers in order to save the ones that he loves. I'm just like, guys, this is beat for beat Superman 2. 
Um, and then even just the origin story, I'm just like, no, that's Superman. <laughs> and I, even during the live tweet, I'm just like, all right, son, take this blanket that you were wrapped in when you landed on Earth. I mean, take, go, not Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, it was definitely a shout out to Superman. Like, the cape, mm-hmm. him just having super strength. I mean, granted, we know that's like a part of his story, but yeah. The whole gift sacrificing himself. But I think I also said, like, Meg does remind you of the animated series Lois Lane. So much. She doesn't take crap from anyone. She's very, like, she has the clap backs ready. She's ready to come back at Hades. Even though she's like, what? You already have my soul. I'm not going to be quiet. And then she's not afraid to stand up or, like, do what's right when it has to be done right. So it's like... You're Lois Lane. Like, that was another interesting thing is like, if you kind of look at it like this, Meg is really the protagonist. Because the thing that I noticed is that I would say, like, a loose term for a protagonist is a hero or like the main character who, by the end of the story, they change. They go through a change. And Hercules, has, he just kind of stays like this lovable dork who is just, like, trying to find his family. Like, that's... He kind of stays the same throughout. He learns that becoming a hero is self-sacrifice, but it's not like he didn't... It's not like he was unwilling to do that before, you know? But Meg, on the other hand, she starts out as someone who um, mistrusts these men, is, is working for Hades, but then she sees him, she sees Hercules, she's like, huh... Well, this guy actually seems like the real deal. And then her heart starts to change. And then she ultimately makes the sacrifice to save him. And I thought that that was super interesting because I've never seen it in that light. I was just like, oh, I think Meg is the protagonist because her kind of stays the same throughout. Like he doesn't have to. um, It's not like an emperor's new groove where he's kind of a jerk and then he has to be humbled or even in Thor. I guess Thor would be a better example. He has this ability and this kind of entitlement and then he needs to be humbled in order to actually become a hero. He's kind of always has the heart of the hero throughout the whole movie. And I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, wow, Meg is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Because like my favorite thing about Hercules is like he's probably the least problematic Disney male character ever? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. People can at me later. <laughs> <laughs> I think, in my opinion, like, he's very, like you said, he has morals and he wants to do good. I mean, he definitely doesn't understand what being a true hero is, but that's part of his journey, and that's probably, mm-hmm. like, the biggest thing. But I do appreciate that Meg has an identity, and then, mm-hmm. like, you do, you learn so much about her and like this movie too it's not just like she was there like in so many other disney movies we've seen where like the female character or just like or the prince like there's prince charming i don't know if he even has a real name in cinderella like he's just there and he shows up with a shoe but then like so i do like when characters like yes let me feel like i can relate to this character and meg definitely is probably like the first character that you look at as a child like oh She's more than a cartoon character. Like, she has feelings. And, but yeah, I do admire the whole, like, she finds her, I guess, not, re- is the redemption the word? I feel like that's the word I'm going for. Yeah. I really feel like I'm rooting for her, uh, like, throughout the whole movie. I'm just like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like, get out of your contract, Meg. And <laughs> I'm always going to advocate for that because I'm like, Hercu- Hercules, one, she gets Hercules. Um, two, Hades is basically just like, yeah, so go use your body <laughs> and make him weak, which is kind of like also related to like the whole Samson and Delilah story, too. Like, somebody wanting to, like, get their enemy's um, weakness by using a woman. But it's, like, Meg still realizes, like, she still doesn't help him. Like, that's the, I think that's the important thing to know is, like, she still doesn't do it. Like, she doesn't really do anything. She just accidentally reveals, like, oh, he loves me. And I'm his weakness. I remember for a while my sister's favorite Disney princess was Meg. <laughs> it was It was her. I agree. She yeah. is a Disney princess, and anyone who argues can come at us. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think the um, and I can think the kind of last thing that I noticed this time around um uh, is uh how terrible security is in Olympus. Uh, like twice, twice people just roll up uninvited, and I'm just like, is there no? security here at Mountain Olympus. It's just really high up and people just like, ah, people aren't going to make the journey up here. We're fine. It's just like the worst. And I don't know if it's because, help me, whatever his name is. It's not Hermes is the lookout. I don't know if that is why it is the worst security. Because if Hermes, your lookout, dude is like sunbathing on a cloud. No security. Two demons just came in here and took your baby. You would think you would get some lockdown. No. Yeah. No, even like an electric gate, a fence, or something. Like. Which is nothing for Zeus to just put up. Like, you know what? Maybe we'll put up an electric fence. Yeah, that's that's the thing. After their child is taken for 18 years, they'll think, you know what we should probably do, guys? We should make a fence. No, just keep the security as it is. Yeah, it's not like the Titans are going to show back up in 18 years or anything like that. Remember that prophecy? Oh, no. No, we don't know about that. So never mind. We have nothing to worry about. We're gods. Oh, the other thing I do notice about this, too, just to add on to your last thing, is that I do appreciate about this is that they don't kill off the parents. Either one. Yeah, you're right. It's very rare when a Disney character does not get their mom and or dad killed off or they're just not there anymore so it's kind of like and same thing goes i mean granted zeus and hera don't count but it's like he's removed from them but he doesn't know them for like 16 18 years and then same thing with his other parents he leaves them but it's like walt disney has that whole thing that like sometimes those characters need to leave their parents so by removing the parent the character can grow but mm-hmm. so it was nice to see, like, hey, we don't have to kill everybody's mom. <laughs> You're right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I definitely was, like, when I watched it, like, if I was older and I saw it, I was just like, all right, so who's, like, is his Earth mom going to die? I'm like, all yeah. right, a boulder's going to smash her. Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. ready for this. Yeah, I could have saved her. <laughs> no, that's too dark. They'll do that in the live action, though. Watch. Oh, yes. Yes, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be straight up Man of Steel. <laughs> Three hours long. <laughs> I mean, we're going to watch it, but three hours yeah. long. <laughs> oh. All right. So now it's time to go into uh, my favorite part of the show. We're going to dive into some headcanon. Headcanon is the part of the show where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. 
Uh, and Lanisha, I know you have some pretty stellar headcanon in the works. Let's see. Okay, so the first one we discussed about, we know like there's Greek mythology all in, up and around Hercules. However, we also find a connection with another Disney movie, and that is The Little Mermaid, where we find that Hercules and Ariel are cousins. Because Zeus is the brother of Poseidon, and Poseidon, being the god of the sea, would then somewhere down the line be King Triton's great-great-great-grandfather. Or ancestor of some kind. Point is, they're related and they both have red hair. So, headcanon accepted. I love that so much. And it's awesome because it's just like, oh, and the Disney universe continues to be connected. Yeah, and to further connect this, I mean, this is not necessarily headcanon. It just is canon. So, in the Hercules animated series, there is this moment where um, Hercules teams up with Aladdin. And, th- and this is young Hercules, and it's not necessarily in canon with the movie because the series has Her- er, has Hercules battle Hades like on a regular basis instead of Hades not knowing that Hercules is alive. That's the major difference. But um, it does tie in to Aladdin. And so when the Aladdin animated series ended, um, a, about a couple of years later, they did Hercules. So that's when they did that crossover. So... Just that they are in that universe is something that I just love and I try to explore some more headcanon. Because not only that, um, in a whole new world when they're like flying by, they pass by that same scene that happens in I Won't Say I'm In Love. Um, So like that, I'm just like, those are the, that's the Cupid from A Whole New World. And so it's just, yeah. Yeah, and then there's cool. another one when they said the young Hercules is, like, climbing up a tree and he sees a shooting star. Someone notes that the shooting star looks purple. Purple. Carpet. No way. Yes. So, <sighs> I mean, we know the animated series would probably be going on around the same time that Hercules was young. So it's not that far of a reach to say that Aladdin and Jasmine weren't flying over Greece and there was even an episode where Jasmine got kidnapped by I feel like they were Amazons maybe this is me hoping because I you know I love Amazons maybe this is me hoping it but I feel like Jasmine got I know this happened she was kidnapped by like an Amazon tribe because I remember her being like decked out and like the the toga and like having to go through the training and so Another one. Boom. I love it. Oh, I, ha- I did have it looked up just in case if anybody's interested and if they somehow have a way to look up that episode if they're interested. It is called Hercules and the Arabian Night. That's yes. the episode where they cross over and it's really fun. You can see Hades and Jafar interact and oh yeah be goofy together not well not goofy i guess villainly goofy yeah because they're like they're both like it's it's just like uh the animated crossover where the joker and lex luthor are just like strangers on a train like you take my guy i take your guy it's super easy it is basically strangers on a plane though on train beat for beat it is yeah (laughs) and they're just like well i bet you can't take on my kid he's a demigod i bet you can't take on mine he's a street rat and I was like, neither of you can, and they're going to join up. <laughs> um, I guess the other headcanon I did have, 
this is another reach, and I may not do it too much. I feel like there's a connection between Attack on Titan and the and Disney Hercules. Oh, yes. I am listening. But I just read the whole manga, so I don't want to go in too deep because then I would be spoiling it for people who haven't read it all. Okay, got it. So this is a spoiler alert warning for Attack on Titan. Uh, so you've been warned. Please proceed. I don't want to go in too deep because I'm like, it's it's very little stuff. But like, all I got to say is like Titans, both of them have Titans and they both involve a demon making a deal. The demon making a deal for me in the Attack on Titan one could be Hades making mm. a deal. So I know that one's more of a reach. I, like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail because then I don't want to ruin it for people. I don't know how heavy you read that one or if you've watched it, but... Oh, God, my life was ruined for, like, the last two weeks because I know too much. Um, So, (laughs) watching Hercules was great after reading Attack on Titan. I appreciated that live tweet so much. Oh, yeah, me too. That was great. Ah, Okay, so now we're going to go into the part of the show where we talk about recasts and remakes. Uh, If this movie were to be remade today, uh, who would you cast and what would the storyline be? I personally think that, uh, I mentioned it before, but if they were to do, like, a Disney animated renaissance, almost in the style, the thing I love with current animation, especially current 3D animation, is that they're exploring a lot with integrating 2D styles in 3D. So, like, the Blue Sky uh, Peanuts movie. I would love to see a Hercules movie done in that style. Um, like they still, they, I guess they still have the s- same art style, but it looks like three dimensionally flat as well. Um, I, I just think that that would be a great way to make it look a lot textured in a different way. Um, and that would be really fun for me. And I would, man, I would just bring back James Woods, uh, as Hades. I can't imagine anyone else to do that. Um, but, uh, for the other characters, gosh. I, I don't know where I would begin my casting, except for I couldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't I would want them to still keep the tone that they did keep with Hercules of him being like a young, charming kind of hero instead of like this intense action hero, which is how they've been doing a lot of like um, old time movies, like with The Rock being Hercules. I think in the most recent live action incarnation, I'm just like, eh, I want I want my Herc to be an adorable little scamp who's just trying to do the thing oh there he is um chris evans uh i don't know why i thought of anyone else uh him yep i want cap to be herc i do love that i do love that i mean cap is definitely he is the chris of chris's for me and i think i've told you that hercules my expectations of crushes were ruined because of hercules because i have such high ones now from a young age I did kind of think of, have you watched American Gods? I have not, no. I'm trying to think of what else he's been in. But Pablo Schreiber, he's in it. He's been in a few other things. He was, I don't want to, he was a bad guy in Orange is the New Black. He has the range to play the adorable or like the hero who's trying to be a good guy. Like, I feel like he has the range to be a good guy. Oh, really? Because I haven't seen him outside of Orange is the New Black. I like him a lot in what, he, what he's doing in, God, in um, American Gods. 
He plays a very tall leprechaun. It's very weird. <laughs> I know. I think you would be interested in it. Um, but his like the chop his acting chops are very good. Um, he has red hair right now, and he's super tall. And I think of Hercules. I, the physicality doesn't matter so much for me because I I am all for the Chris Evans type of being Hercules. But then I imagine like, what if it's someone who's not like the Rock? Because like I feel like they did that one Rock one, and then they just had that. I feel like they had that one year where two Hercules movies came out at the same time. <laughs> and I'm like, they basically are the same story. I don't know. I, like I don't want to watch either. Um, but I would like to see something like you said. I don't want to. I don't want a bunch of action. Like we don't have to see violence and gore. We don't need Sparta. We don't. We do not need the three hundred. I would like to see something that like, oh, he's fighting and he's super strong and he's like, it's like it's not a challenge for him, but the challenge for him is like the path he's on to become a hero. Not that yes. the fights aren't a challenge. The path to become a hero is a challenge, and I feel like. Pablo Schreiber's ability, like what he's doing on that show, American Gods, can probably come into this one. So I like it. Yeah. Have you seen uh, How to Get Away with Murder? Yes. The guy who plays Asher, who's also in Orange is the New Black, uh, Matt McGorry. Love him. As soon as you uh, brought up uh, Orange is the New Black, I'm just like, oh my gosh, no, him. He would do so well. I think we both, okay, we can both agree on this. I think we can go with him. I like him because he could be. Uh, adorable. Let's go with that term. Adorable. Mm-hmm. He has good intentions when he wants to be. Like we've seen him be play the good guy and the bad guy and just like the annoying guy. But yep. I feel like it would be nice to see what he could do in like a main role. Who do you think for Meg? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, I kind of want to stick with uh, my uh, how to get away with mor- murder casting. Uh, go with Carla Souza. Uh, I think that she would be a great Meg. She plays Laurel. I kind of want to go with her, but if I'm thinking someone who like has that attitude, uh, it's so tough to think. If no one judges me on like the whole age difference, and this isn't just because of Spider-Man, I really truly love her, but Zendaya. Oh, done. All the side eyes. I want yes. Meg to give all the side eyes, and just imagining yes. her and Matt, like I feel like the chemistry would be there. And they would work off really well together. So just like her, just like looking like, what the? No. (laughs) (laughs) 1,000% agree. I am so on board with that. And then I feel like for Zeus, I think I'd probably go with John Goodman. Because for my childhood, I thought it was John Goodman, but it's Rip Torn. I did think it was, I thought it was John Goodman too. So I'm glad I wasn't alone in that, which I'm really okay. I feel like Disney would be completely fine with John Goodman doing another voice. They can basically at this point they can just take bits and pieces from other movies and digitally edit his voice in and write him a check. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with that one. I did think of Keith David. No, David Keith. Oh yeah. Just because like I heard his voice at the end of the movie no he was apollo i think Mm -hmm. because he's like oh three cheers for the mighty hercules i'm just like hold up i recognize that voice that is goliath and then i'm like oh that's him that's that guy but i just i really enjoy like he has a booming voice so it's very powerful so i'm like oh he could play one of the gods so i do think of him as being hercules not hercules but being like um zeus 
Yeah, no, Keith David no, is definitely a great choice. I mean, as Goliath, he was fantastic. So he he already has the part of playing a stone creature. So, <laughs> and then I would honestly think that if it were to be made today, Kevin Hart would be Phil. It would. I they would definitely or Key and Pill. I'm sorry, no, I I messed that up. I was thinking Pain. Oh, <laughs> yes. It came to me immediately, and I had to say it before I, it left. But no, I do think Kevin Hart would be Phil or Peter Dinklage. But like, mm-hmm. just because the snarky, but like very, I feel like he could do edgy. Like mm-hmm. he's done that in like other stuff he's been in, so it's like he could, and he's funny. So yeah. Phil's kind of like dark, not dark funny, but like. He's not afraid to be very blunt with what he oh, says. Yeah. And Peter very Dinklage blunt. is very blunt. No, I like that one. So, the only one that I really want to return, I mean, I love all the original cast, but I want Roz Ryan to return. I can't remember all of their names, and like I said, I don't want to mispronounce any Greek names, but the shortest one, who's more like, the, she's the muse of comedy. Yeah, Thalia. Yes. Um, Roz Ryan returns for her. Yes. The other ones, Taraji P. Henson, Viola Davis, as the leader, yes. like the one who narrates everything is Viola Davis. Um, yes. Just because that voice, when she talks on how to get away with murder, just like, it's so sultry and smooth. And the, like, the story would just move. And then Gina Torres, and then Janelle Monet. Oh, yes. I don't know who's going to pay for them. <laughs> Disney, make it happen. They're all probably going to cost, I want them all to get what they deserve, so they're all going to cost probably $5 million each. Minimum. Worth it. I don't know. Give them something on the back end. I don't care. Put them in it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I would love that so, so much. That would be incredible. I think the only people who I had in a lineup, I just wanted, just because of nostalgia, I just wanted the cast of uh, En Vogue. Just, just En Vogue. Just... And then I want them to harmonize and and just do, like, everything. Because I miss it, folks. I think if it was, like, a while, before, like, I had all these other actresses, I probably would have gone go-to, like, just singers. I'm like, all right, let's just go ahead and do Destiny's Child. So get Beyonce, Michelle, and Kelly back out here. <laughs> and I don't care who the other two are. Just give me those three. But, yep. like, for acting and for storytelling, I definitely right. would love Viola Davis being the lead muse who's talking most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yes, every word you're saying, I'm listening. I hear you. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh, top notch. Excellent choice. And now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Alicia, why would you recommend... Hercules. In short, it's a great story. Uh, the female lead has an identity, and the male character actually has a challenge in the story. Like, he has something throughout, he has a real challenge throughout the entire movie. So, I like that whole aspect. And then just the art. So, the art in Hercules is so vastly different from the other art in other Disney movies. It's kind of like looking at a painting, and I don't know if that was done by a design or if that's how they just wanted it to look and feel like the characters just it gives like every 
every angle that's drawn on them gives them like their attitude or their personality and I love that about them and then it almost kind of reminds me of a Hayao Miyazaki movie like Mm. the scenery is so nice to look at I could just look at it so it's just it's a great movie to watch. It's good for all ages, and, and it get it got me started on Greek mythology and history. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's perfect, and the muses. What else can be said about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I I totally agree. I think especially looking at it now, um, the reason why I'd recommend this movie is just it's. I've I've seen a couple of reviews of people saying, oh, it's just a ripoff of rocky and superman and all these other things but i really see it as like a tribute to those kinds of movies especially i mean you think about um introducing kids to these things that they probably wouldn't otherwise see i just love it for the hero story and the song choices are just so great um i love meg's song i won't say i'm in love and there's a disney mania track when disney used to release covers of their hit songs and the cheetah girls sang a version of that song and it was one of my favorite covers of that song and it's just so so good um but yeah i and still to this day i will go the distance it's just such uh an amazing inspirational song like ugh, just all the feels the movie still maintains its emotional presence like even years after seeing it because it's cool. It's cool to be reminded uh, of like doing good for the right reasons. Um, and I love that lesson that Herc learns. It's like it's not just about doing it for the adoration or even to get like his uh, like right place back with his family, but it's about being selfless and sacrificial. Um, and I thought that was just really cool, uh, especially with. All the craziness that's happening in the world. I really love that message. Uh, so, yeah, I recommend it for that. And it's just fun. Like you said, the animation is amazing. The artwork and the muses. Like, just the muses alone. Whosever idea it was to have the muses sing like a gospel choir, I was just like, don't know who came up with this, but you are a genius. <laughs> Whoever would have thought Greek mythology, gospel choir... They sound so good. And the songs, even like when it's just a character singing by themselves, like you said, I will go the distance. Like at the Phil Collins song at the end, I think most of us were just watching the credits. We're just like, I'm just watching the credits for this song right now. And it's making me emotional. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you said, sometimes we all do need a little break from what's going on in the world. And I think that live tweet helped a lot of different people in their own way, especially me just like from the past stuff that's been going on recently in the world. And we all kind of just needed something like, hey, let's watch something that's happy. And let's watch a movie about a hero who needs, who wants to figure out like how to do the right thing. And I feel like that did a lot of good in its own way for a lot of people. So it made me feel good. I, did, I just wanted to watch a movie and nerd out. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into this. So yes. I'm, I'm glad you joined along. <laughs> Yeah, and thank you again for inviting me. It was uh, just a ton of fun, and it was great to do that. Uh, You introduced me to the world of actively live-tweeting, and every single time I do it, it's just so much fun. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I mean, we will have to do more. I feel like if I ever find the 
Which one am I looking for right now? I'm looking for... We just talking about it. Gargoyles. If I ever find yes. that available somewhere, I'm going to let y'all know. And then yes. we can just, like, talk about that. Recently, I've been just doing random ones. It's not really a live tweet when I just randomly do it, but people join in with me. Um, I've been watching Sailor Moon just for the heck yes. of it. You're welcome. You're welcome to join me anytime. Oh I just, gosh. I just comment on, like, Usagi. Get your life together. <laughs> So that is our review of the animated 1997 movie, Hercules. Let us know what you remember about Hercules on Twitter and Instagram. In both places, we are at Flashback Flicks. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes specifically. That helps us out a ton. And you guys have already left a ton of awesome reviews. We currently, at the time of this recording, have nine reviews we would like to get to 10. That would be great. Just Even just one of you. If one of you, the one listening right now, just leave a review. You will take us from zero to hero. Just like that. In no time flat, even. And yes, leave us a scale <laughs> on maybe one out of five muses. Uh, that, that would be the great rating scale. Um, and Lanisha, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at... L-A underscore N-E-Y underscore S-H-A. That is how you pronounce my name. It is La Nisha. Um, or you can just type in Nisha. It's spelled N-E-Y-S-H-A. And, yeah. Come on and talk to me. I love to talk about anime, Disney movies. I'm here for cackles and gifts, so send me something <laughs> funny. <laughs> yes, seriously, be sure to follow Lanisha on Twitter. We will have her Twitter information in the show notes. Uh, and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind.